0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The transfer portal is absolutely going bonkers, my friends. We're talking about options BYU has in terms of guys they may be able to add via the portal. We're also talking about the future. Isaiah Banya revealing his future to Coug Connect about what he is going to do. We're talking about all that ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. And of course, thank you to all of you who have signed up uh, for our subtext community. It's a direct line of communication with me and a great way to support the podcast as well. If you've not joined yet, uh, please do so by uh, hitting the link uh, in the show notes, whether it's on the regular podcast feeds or on our YouTube uh, channel, you can join us there. It's a 14-day free trial to see if it's right for you and then just 4 dollars a month after that uh, to have like I said that direct communication with me get inside intel up to the minute updates and the like for myself as I uh, try and give you guys the latest and greatest when it comes to BYU sports. All right a uh, quick reminder that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at game time. Download the game time app today create an account use the promo code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase uh so friends over at game time all right let's dive right in on the show the transfer portal is going absolutely berserk my friends uh it's just non-stop it officially opened at midnight uh early monday morning and it's not going to stop anytime soon it feels like you're going to see names pop up here and there we kicked it off with kyle mccord the starting quarterback for ohio state and dylan gabriel a two-year starter for oklahoma both entering the portal byu's been immune to it as of recording of this podcast and it's very likely to be outdated the second i push uh Published on any of this, but nonetheless, Austin Riggs, Michael Daly, Dom Henry, and John Henry Daly all announcing they are entering the portal. And obviously, wish them nothing but the best uh, for BYU. But the thing is, there's going to be options for BYU when it comes to the transfer portal as well. There is an opportunity whenever you lose guys to bring in talent. BYU will be utilizing the transfer portal to find the right combination or combinations of guys to bring in. There's no doubt about that. Now, let me address one very hot rumor right off the top. And like I said, this could be outdated the second I publish this. Show. Let me be very, very frank about that. But a lot of speculation and commentary about Sione Vaki. Obviously, Sione is a fantastic football player, a three way player, quite literally, for the University of Utah, able to contribute on offense, defense, and special teams. Been an absolute sensation. There's been a lot of speculation that if he decides to enter the transfer portal from the University of Utah, the BYU would absolutely have interest in bringing him in, as would it feels like. 132 other teams, I guess 131 other teams, uh, to bring him in. Utah is doing their best to keep him in house at Utah, and for good reason, because, like I said, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. As of recording of this podcast, he has not entered the transfer portal. And I will say that all the speculation about his future with the BYU football program to me feels like complete conjecture until he actually actually, excuse me, goes into the portal. When that happens, then we can have a bigger discussion about Sione Vaki. But I wanted to focus on today is more of guys that as, like I said, as of recording of this podcast, a Monday afternoon due to some scheduling uh, snafus on my end, just getting this podcast done so I can get it uh, in the can for you guys, are that there are some options for BYU, whether it is from the University of Utah, as well as Baylor. If the Jeff Grimes uh, hire officially becomes a comes about, BYU will have options to go after some guys in the portal. Now I'm going to start on the Baylor front. Now there's a big conversation about George Miley. Of course, he put into Bingham High School is up the road from BYU in South Jordan. Uh, he got an offer from Utah State yesterday. His brother, Bo, uh, plays at Utah State. As of recording this podcast, I have not seen an offer come from BYU, but I would imagine BYU at least kicks the tires on George to see if he might be the right option to bring in into Bolster BYU's offensive line. The other two uh, major entrants so far from Baylor, I think, are ones that BYU would have interest in if uh, only just for uh, depth's sake. and That would be Drake Dabney, who had a big season, 500-plus yards and five touchdowns this this past year for the Baylor bears. He is, he'll be a graduate transfer from not mistaken, a one year guy for BYU. If they were to get him as a tight end and then Blake Shapen. Blake Shapen has at least one year of eligibility, possibly two and BYU could kick the tires on him as a quarterback to bring in. He's got a guy that's had a proven track record of starting at the power five level, albeit not necessarily the most elite uh, showing uh, for the Baylor Bears, but BYU could do a lot worse than looking at Blake Shapen and seeing, okay, is he the right option for us at the quarterback position? The good news is on the quarterback front, BYU's got no shortage of uh, options out there. Taylon Green from Boise State has entered the portal. I already mentioned Kyle McCord. Uh, you also have guys like uh, Dylan Gabriel out there, Cam Ward. There, There is an elite group of quarterbacks out there in the transfer portal. Am I saying that BYU is going to be in on the top of the top? Probably not because that's a significant amount of money you have to be offering these guys. Matt Rule lifted the lid on it last week saying it's a million, million and a half, $2 million is the going rate for a top shelf quarterback these days. And I have since talked to some people around college football who said that that number is absolutely accurate. If you want a top shelf quarterback, you have to be willing to pay seven figures, if not multiple numbers of seven figures, $2 million to get a top shelf quarterback quarterback in this day and age of college football. I know that may sound absolutely ludicrous to you as a fan out there, but that's the reality in this day and age. Now, I had a couple of you ask me, what about guys from the University of Utah? Because Utah's had quite a few guys enter the uh, portal. According to On3, uh, their transfer portal tracker, they've got nine guys in the portal right now. And this is without Sione Vaki being in the portal as of the recording of this podcast to be very clear on this. But there are some guys I think BYU may uh, do well to look at. None bigger than it feels like Bryson Barnes. The pig farmer, uh, Milford high product, obviously had some very, very bright moments and some low moments as the university of Utah starting quarterback. He has entered the portal. Does that mean, BYU has an interest in bringing him 40 miles south to join their stable of quarterbacks. TBD, but you could do a lot worse than a guy who is a proven option as your number two quarterback. Bryson Barnes is solid, if not uh, if not just a, un, a spectacular guy to have as a backup quarterback. Is he willing to take on that role for BYU? TBD, but uh, you could do a lot worse than that. I would also imagine that BYU looks at some guys like a Makai Cope. He's a wide receiver who has had some moments at BYU, just, uh, that, excuse me, not at BYU has had moments at Utah, but it's probably looking for a bigger role for himself. He's a California native. Maybe he wants to transfer closer to home, but uh, he's got good size six to 190 pounds, just a redshirt sophomore. Is he an option that BYU goes after as a little bit of a depth piece? They hope they can develop and get maybe the most out of him. We'll find out. I also think the other guys that are on the depth, the, not the depth chart, the transfer portal chart from uh, Utah include Owen Chambliss, who is a very uh, highly thought of a linebacker prospect who has announced he has transferred after just one year at Utah. He had a very nice ranking at a Centennial High School down there in Corona, California. I'd be very hard pressed uh, not to think that BYU is aware of who this young man is and would at least uh, reach out to uh, gauge his interest potentially staying in the state and transferring to BYU. And then one other one that I'm uh, looking at just uh, personally because I think he's got a possibility of being a player that BYU could develop at cornerback is Jocelyn Malosca. Molaska is an interesting player because he's 6'2", 170 pounds. He's from Oklahoma, some Big 12 country, a guy that BYU uh, I think would absolutely be interested in bringing in because we all know that uh, BYU likes their big cornerbacks, likes tall, rangy guys. And that's what Molaska offers at, at bare minimum is the fact that he's got the size requisite, requisite that BYU wants to see. So uh, it feels like they There's going to be no shortage of options for BYU to chase guys in the transfer portal. I'm not breaking any news to anybody who's watching this podcast. Uh, We have just barely like kind of like grazed or uh, uh, seen like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the number of names that are going to enter the transfer portal. This period, there's going to be so many guys. We'll continue to uh, break. Down guys that BYU may or may not, ha- not have interest. Anything I hear, I'll make sure to pass along uh, via the Subtext community, as I mentioned uh, via text and get that to you guys the second I hear it. But also, we'll have it for you guys here on the podcast as well. If you want to wait, but if you want the up-to-minute uh, knowledge of what I am hearing/slash reporting, make sure you join the Subtext community. I think it's going to be a really, really fun way uh, to communicate with you guys. And the best part is, it, like I said, it literally comes directly to your phone in a text message the second I send it out. So check that out, my friends encourage you to do so we'll have plenty of coverage for you guys also uh some uh big news on the transfer portal front for byu in terms of retention of uh, a, a big player for byu on the defensive line i've talked about the fact that byu's d line has got a lot of empty slots right now on that depth chart. One big one was filled obviously with Tyler Batty announcing he's returning while Isaiah Banya also made his determination of what his future is going to be. And we'll talk about that decision coming up here in just a moment. Let's get a word in on our friends over at game time real quick. Game time wants to make it easy for you guys to get to all of the events you're interested in, whether it's sports music, comedy theater, no matter what it is, game time has got the options for you. They have killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and the best price guarantee. It takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and making it simple to go out and enjoy the event you're looking to go to, my friends. You can see the view from your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They have all-in prices showing your total upfront, including all the fees. It's not trying to hide a, a myriad of those fees from these other ticket brokers out there. And The best part is you can buy your tickets in two taps on their app at game time. It's a really, really simple way to get the tickets, and they have them right up till uh, game time, such the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats at great deals. So Go online now and join a game time download the game time app today create an account and use the promo code locked on college for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply of course again create an account redeem the promo code locked on college that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-c-o-l-l-e-g-e for twenty dollars off your first purchase my friend download uh game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's kubota orange day you shop the years best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. Uh, whenever you hear and or watch this, everybody, hope you're doing well out there. want to remind you guys we have a brand new uh, feature here on the YouTube side of things. It's called Locked On's 24 uh, 7 streaming channel on YouTube called Locked On Sports Today. It is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league across the sports universe. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 Seven streaming channel now. All right, let's talk about Isaiah Banya. Some big news, obviously, with him announcing that he's coming back to BYU to bolster a defensive line that looked fairly depleted uh, before he made the announcement. In the last two days, BYU's gotten their two starting defensive ends back, and that's a positive for the BYU football program. Of course, I'm talking about Tyler Batty, who announced uh, that on Sunday that he was coming back to BYU. That cannot be discounted, him being willing to come back for another year. Obviously, he was an all-Big 12 performer, a second-team, honoree on the postseason honors there. And then getting Isaiah Banyan now with his announcement that he's coming back to BYU, it gives Jay Hill a nice uh, set of two guys on the edges of his defense to rely upon going into the 2024 season. Obviously, with the Daly brothers leaving the program, you also lose some other defensive tackles on the interior. There are still many, many slots on the depth chart for BYU on the defensive line to fill. And I imagine the defensive line is absolutely one. BYU is going to be looking high and low in the transfer portal to go out and bolster that position but having your two starting defensive ends come back is an absolute home run. If you're Jay Hill, I really like what Isaiah Banya brought and The hope is that uh, what he brought in 2023 and hopes with another year in this system, learning what Jay Hill expects of his guys in this defense, be able to produce at a higher level and get even more production of uh, this year, I'm expecting Tyler Batty to be what he has been for BYU, a pretty savvy pass rusher, a very nice edge setter when it comes to the run game and he'll keep doing his thing. But the nice part about Isaiah Banya is it feels like he is, Got a lot of potential still to really break out, and the hope is that both of them do. Uh, both Batty and Isaiah Banyah go out and have monster senior years for BYU this year. Uh, I saw somebody on social media; I think it was a Robbie McCombs who pointed this out. Said that I uh, remember back in the day when uh, Bronson Kafusi announced that he was coming back to BYU for his senior year. He had a pretty solid junior campaign and easily could have said, hey, "You know what? I'm going to chase the money and go and chase my fortunes in the NFL." He came back, had a monster senior season, and then. An- and eventually parlayed that into it being a third-round pick in the NFL. Now, did it work out to the level that he or the Baltimore Ravens at the time thought when they made him a third-round pick? Probably not because he only lasted, I think, four or five years all told in the NFL, but he still cashed in to a high level, higher than he would have done as a junior. The hope is that Isaiah Banyal as well as Tyler Batty do that exact same thing, that the same type of formula, same career arc or season arc that that plays out that way that they see their stock in the NFL go up as a result of returning to school for BYU. Obviously there's the gamble with regards to uh, injury and and the like, but the other part about it is I'm, a, I'm assuming that there's an NIL component to this. I'm sure that the Royal Blue Collective and Koo Connect are helping step up to the plate and make it financially worth their while to come back and play for BYU for another year. but it, Cannot be discounted that BYU's defensive line, as depleted as it looked after the season wrapped up, to get your starting defensive ends back for another season, it's an absolute Awesome thing for Jay Hill because it gives him extra time to continue to recruit heavily and develop guys behind them to take the roles in 2025 and beyond. And obviously, you're gonna need depth pieces to play at times during the upcoming season, but that's where guys like Isaiah Moa, as well as uh, new uletau selison, Logan Lituwi, et etc., they should be expected to come in and offer that depth for BYU. I'm at fully expecting Isaiah Moa to rededicate himself to the game this year. Because if he doesn't, there's no reason to think that he can't push for playing time, if not an outright backup role, and maybe even push a guy like Isaiah Banya and or Tyler Batty for starting minutes or starting reps, I should say, for BYU. That is the hope for BYU along that defensive front, especially at defensive end. But you could do a lot worse than having your starting tandem of defensive ends come back to BYU. That is really, really good to see uh, for Jay Hill in this defense because, like I said, having guys who already have experience in this defense and you're hoping that with just another season of going through off-season workouts, working on their craft, understanding the scheme at a deeper level, and not having to necessarily think as much and actually just go out and make plays as a, as a defense as a defender out there, especially at defensive end, that is going to yield better results for BYU. We all want to see BYU get an uptick in their overall defensive showing. The numbers indicate that the numbers were just as bad, it felt like, in many respects uh, as they were in the 2022 season, albeit with turnovers being the key differentiator for BYU in 2022 uh, versus 2023. But the hope is that next year, BYU can have a more consistent pass rush and having guys like Banya and, and Tyler Batty understanding the scheme at a deeper level. And like I said, the thought of uh, there, a lot of guys, when they get into a new scheme, you're thinking about this. Okay, what's my assignment here? What do I have to accomplish here? When you start to really kind of get ingrained in your head and you kind of understand it at a deeper level, then you're just making plays. You're being the football player that the coaches hope you can be. And that is the hope that BYU can get out of both of these players in 2024 and beyond. So uh, I think it's awesome that he decided, speaking of Isaiah Banya, to come back and obviously uh, form that tandem with Tyler Batty once again and of course there's plenty of work still to do for BYU to shore up the depth behind them at defensive end but I really really like the fact that both of them said you know what I I enjoyed my year uh, the the last year under Jay Hill enough I'm willing to come back for another year like I said I'm sure NIL was a component and it's been uh, sorted out of how much they'll be paid uh, via the uh, collectives out there but This is a really, really good sign for BYU's defense and the connection that Jay Hill is making with these guys. I only wish they could get guys like uh, not uh, Eddie Heckard as well as Camden Garrett back for another year. But alas, uh, they only had the one year and they were very, very good for BYU. But I think that shows that Jay Hill is making a connection deeper than just simply saying, hey, come play for me. Let's see what we can do. He understands uh, what BYU is trying to accomplish out here. I think both of these guys, speaking of Batty and Isaiah Banya understand what is at stake uh, for them personally, as well as for the team. And I think they want to run it back and, and make good on what was an uh, otherwise disappointing year this year. Losing five straight and you know, the defense having moments of brilliance versus moments of absolute ineptitude. I think they want to put on a better product, just top to bottom, more consistent effort, a better showing overall. And the hope is that they will accomplish just that uh, for BYU year two in the system. Uh, we'll We'll see what happens. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to talk a little BYU basketball before we wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Cougars in action tonight at the Marriott Center. Uh, Big game, and obviously BYU moving up in the national rankings after their 7-0 start to the season. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here. On locked on cougars. Let's get a quick, quick word in now on our friends over at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you just need to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team. They do it faster and for free. The best part is, LinkedIn is not just another job board, my friends, as a vast network of more than a billion professionals. You heard, a, heard that right. A billion with a B online, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy. And in fact, 86% of small businesses are. Getting a qualified candidate within 24 hours of their job posting on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses that are wearing many many hats might not have the time or resources to hire effectively, and that's why they make it simple. LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker to make those hires. So post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com/slash-locked-on-college. That's LinkedIn.com/slash-locked-on-college. Post that job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Now, Perry Homes has been a longtime sponsor of ours, a local sponsor here as well. And whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points all designed to meet your needs as a consumer. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties along the Wasatch Front. They also have multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well. And they're offering over 50 unique home designs from ramblers to two stories to townhomes as well. Like I said, they'll meet you where you need them and obviously find the right option for you. And they're offering generous financing incentives to their preferred lender as well right now. So get on it. Visit perryhomesutah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's perry, P-E-R-R-Y, perryhomesutah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day. Everybody, hoping on a fantastic Tuesday. All right, a big show, uh, a big uh, showing potential, or a big game tonight, I should say, for the BYU men's basketball program. Let's uh, start off with the good news is BYU, after their uh, dominant win over Fresno State last week, they were awarded in the national polls once again, moving up to number 14 nationally in the AP poll. BYU is a top 15 basketball program, folks. That's awesome to say. Uh, honestly, how, how many of us could have uh, thought that BYU, just a month plus into the season, would already be ranked in the top 15 nationally? And more importantly than that, the <laughs> cat the first net rating. So these are what the NCAA uses as part of their calculus to determine the NCAA tournament field. BYU checks in at number two in the inaugural net ratings that came out just yesterday. Uh, Number one, funny enough was the Houston Cougars. So as some people are saying, the the newcomers are carrying the big 12. Well, the best part is the big 12 has got a number of teams. I think I saw that Oklahoma was number six. There's there's some really, really highly rated teams in that net rating, but it's good to see BYU. Uh, The numbers backing up the fact that they're off to a good, start and the national pollsters also believing in BYU there's a big opportunity uh, tonight as BYU takes on the Evansville purple aces now the only connection I know about uh, Evansville is that uh the great the late great Jerry Sloan once upon a time played for Evansville I I think he also coached there if I'm not mistaken so we can call it the Jerry Sloan memorial matchup if you want Uh, of course I'm an ardent Utah jazz fan and uh, Jerry Sloan it holds a place near and dear to my heart. So we'll be looking forward to that. A 7 o'clock tip-off tonight as uh, the Purple Aces come into Provo. This should be an interesting game because the Purple Aces are off to a 7-1 and one start in their own right. The only loss that they have had is the Missouri State. Uh, so uh, we'll see if Evansville, if they're a little bit of a paper tiger, if they're actually a legit test for BYU in this game tonight. Uh, BYU is 4-0 and at the Marriott Center tonight. They are third in the Big 12 in team defense, average, uh, allowing an average of 59.6 points per game while holding opponents to a sub 40% shooting uh, clip at 39.8%. Really, really impressive numbers for BYU, honestly, this season. I'm expecting BYU should uh, win this game and win it fairly handily, but you got to keep an eye out uh, for these uh, Evansville Purple Aces. Uh, Ben, uh, I'm going to screw up the same. Hummerchus is averaging 18.6 points per game. You cannot ignore that number. Very impressive numbers for him. Uh, Chuck Bailey the third, is also averaging double digits at 10.4 points per game. So uh, we'll see how BYU handles this test from Evansville. Obviously, a little bit of a tune-up as they will head Saturday up to the University of Utah for that annual uh, Holy War game against the Utes. But this has the potential to be another big week for BYU because if you push it to 9-0 and after this week, what are you, top 10 next week? Who knows how high they could uh, be in the national rankings. And uh, the biggest thing for BYU right now is if they continue to win, and if they beat uh, Evansville and Utah this week, I got no reason to think that they wouldn't be anything other than 13-0 and going into the month of January when Big 12 play starts. And at that point, like I said, is BYU number one in the net rating? Are they ranked number 10, number 9, number 8 in the country? Who knows uh, where the rankings will be? But you got to handle your business, obviously, that starts tonight against Evansville. I'm looking forward to this. It's a big opportunity for BYU to continue to show what they're capable of. And the other thing about it is this BYU team, they're playing as a team. That's the best part about this is the fact that they're they are they're not relying on a group of individuals. You can tell when this team plays, they're playing for each other. And that's really, really fun to see. And we're going to see uh, how things ultimately go for the Cougars uh, in this matchup against Evansville, but more importantly, against Utah on Saturday. But we'll talk more about the Utes after this game tonight. I will be out there at the Merritt Center. At least I'm planning to be out there. I'll, have a, a do, I'll do a YouTube short, a quick takeaway from the game, and obviously I'll have a podcast for you guys uh, coming up after that game goes final. And Also, just a couple other notes before we go uh, on today's show is uh, congratulations to, uh, let's see, I've got to get his name correct. Here. I, I had it in my mind. I wanted to say Austin, but it's not that. It's Brad Prolo. He punched his ticket to the 2024 U.S. Olympic trials with a 2-minute, .43-second finish in the men's 200 fly final at the Toyota U.S. Open uh, down in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina over the weekend. That's really really cool to see congratulations to brad uh wishing wishing him nothing but the best as he goes to the u.s olympic trials obviously you perform well there you find yourself punching a ticket all the way to paris the olympic games coming up this summer uh he will be vying for those at the olympic trials june 15th to the 23rd at lucas oil stadium in indianapolis indiana how in the world is the Olympic trials happening in a football stadium? I guess they're going to fill up a big pool on the football field there, but TBD, it's interesting. They're having it at Lucas oil stadium. Uh, if I'm mistaken, and they have a pool that's like attached to Lucas oil stadium, feel free to correct me. But I I do think that's kind of curious that they have that going on, uh, with BYU, uh, BYU sending a guy to the Olympic trials, but the Olympic trials themselves, uh, being held in a football venue, but Hey, anything's possible in this day and age. It's a big enough venue. You could fill up an Olympic-sized swimming pool. It just feels like you'd be pumping in a lot of water and having to pump it right back out. But nonetheless, uh, in this day and age, like I said, anything is on the table when it comes to Olympic sports. I also want to say congratulations to Joey Lighthall uh, for his fourth-place finish at the uh, Sharon Collier Danville season opener at Boston University this past week on the track and field front. Uh, Yes, the indoor track and field season is underway, my friends. And also, Lucas Bonds had a 12th-place finish in the 3,000 meters at the same event. Uh, congratulations to both of them uh, on those showings out there. Uh, BYU's back in action. Uh, they're hosting their December Invitational at the uh, Smith Fieldhouse. They're running eighth, the 8th and ninth this week uh, at BYU. I'm sure there'll be a number of BYU athletes looking to show that their training has paid off. And obviously when you're on your home uh, track, you're expected to put on a pretty good performance. And we'll see how things ultimately go for BYU on that front. But uh, very interested to see uh, how the indoor season goes for BYU track and field-wise. This is a program that's got a very, very strong history, both at the indoor and outdoor track level of things, and uh, we'll wish them uh, nothing but the best as they move forward here, but uh, really good news on some other sports that we don't necessarily cover as heavily here on the podcast. I wanted to pass along to you guys on this Tuesday edition of the podcast. All right, so I got for you guys on a Tuesday. Like I said, the second I, I publish this, I'm sure there'll be a player or 3,000, it feels like, uh, that BYU has interest in that will have entered the transfer portal, but hey, Alas is the era of the transfer portal. And I'm taking the risk and uh, throwing this out there, knowing that it's likely to be outdated in a matter of minutes, if not hours, but nonetheless, a big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast. As always have a great rest of your Tuesday, whenever you hear and or watch this and make sure you also, by the way, uh, sign up for that subtext community. Once again, be a part of a, of a burgeoning new community here as part of the lockdown Cougars podcast. And as always, thank you for your support of the lockdown Cougars podcast. And we will talk to you guys again tomorrow.